Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to Podcast 137. I'm Dan Moylan. I have Michael Normanton here. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Two things to tell you about right now. Number one, we have a limited number of the summer specials, 180 glorious glued together pages. So please get those fast as you can, otherwise you will miss out. And subscriptions now on sale for the forthcoming season of the square ball 2019 2020 because it's officially day number one today we're recording on july the first first day of the season we're going up as champions we'll look back 12 months from now with so much joy on what's about to happen michael you're even getting on the promotion train are you i regret what i said last time a few people have pointed out that it was it was reckless and probably wrong so i'm going to go back to saying we'll finish it won't be disastrous season we'll finish eighth that's the Michael we know and love. If you want to get hold of the magazine subscriptions or the summer special, you'll find those at the squareball.net. Well, as we touched on there, it's day number one of the 2019, 2020 season contracts all kick in as of today, 1st of July and contracts are kicking in. We have players on the move. Some of them arriving Jack Harrison, young prospect from Manchester city. Uh, he scored a, an absolute belter in training today when you've seen the video, so he's going to be good, isn't he? I mean, that's really impressive on his first day. I don't know if people have seen it, but he, uh, if he can produce that in the first team, I'm very excited to see what else he can do. I mean, Man City have just extended his contract, haven't they, to uh, 2022, so they obviously see him as a probably... Well, Silver's having his last season, isn't he? So probably send him on loan for a season. Take him back, he'll take Silver's place in the team. Although we're led to believe it's a loan with the option to buy at the end of the season, but do we have a spare 20 million? Because that's the price they were putting on him last year. It may well go up. We don't know what that uh, that deal would be with the, the potential we've seen from that clip of him in training. 20 million would be a snip, actually. So imagine what it would be worth come May. I hope he's better than the guy we had last year from Man City. Who was that? Should we drop the pretense of this joke now and just discuss it, whether <laughs> yeah, we think go it's good? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right, wasn't he, last year? He was fine. As he said himself, he got better. I think he did. He said in his, his interview... As he said, anyone who saw me last season will say, will agree. I got better towards the end and Bielsa was improving me and I'm, I'm happy to submit to that and, and have some more. So, um, so if you can keep improving more of those, uh, um, passes like the one for roof away at Derby and less of the just either giving the ball to a fullback or just whacking it way over the head of Pat Bamford, then that would be good. More composure, please. I think that's what we're asking for. Better decision-making and more composure. He's joined on the wing by another young upstart from Carlisle. Liam McCarran has signed today. Uh, he's billed by their fans. I was looking at some of the tweets, actually. Billed as a direct, direct winger with pace. He kind of needs to work on his crossing and shooting, though. So one for the 23s. <laughs> Hadisa- Hadisako. I mean, Jack Harrison or pace. So um, also direct. So he's, he's got two advantages. I mean, yeah, fine. It's good. 
Um, we seem to have been very nice as well. The Carlisle is speaking. Oh, yeah, we've done to um, we've kind of done to Carlisle as others do unto us, where they they've said uh, the way the market is at the moment, it's no gamble for these bigger clubs to take these boys. It's a drop in the ocean to these clubs, and that's a sad thing for clubs like Carlisle. That's why we want to get to the point where we can say we don't need to do this. Our players stay here because we're building our team. I mean, that could be us saying that's about anybody really. Um, so it's kind of nice to go and. Um, steal a, a bright young thing from somewhere else and uh, and he'll do. Ben White from Brighton on loan, Michael? Yeah, not really heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've discussed him before. He was on loan at Peterborough last year. Uh, seems to have done well. He's. I'm slightly concerned by his um, videos on the club's social media. He looks like a child and sounds like he's um, either stoned or on some sort of sedatives. He was just very like, yeah... Yeah, it's good to be here. Like, and rang my mum, and she was like, "Yeah, really pleased." Is that is that not how the youth talks these days? I don't know. And it was a bit like he was explaining getting into a a slightly worse university. Yeah, she was pleased, and ended up going to the poly instead of the yeah. It's not Leeds Uni; it's Leeds Matt, but Leeds Poly. It's still good uni, and you know. Have a good time. I like that, that he's the Leeds Beckett of defenders. <laughs> um, yeah, and he also, they'd obviously set him up in the frame for the LUTV interviews. Right, sit there, yep, looking very good. And then as soon as they'd finished asking him the first question, he leaned right forward, like basically put his head against the camera and that made it uh, worse. There is a, uh, there's a, a video of him on the, the YouTube, as there so often is, that makes him look brilliant particularly when he's bossing Pierre-Michel Lasogga and J. Roy Gross all over the shop down at uh, wherever it is, Newport, Newport Play. Newquay, as you said the other week. Wales, yeah. Um, one of the two. Um, and he does actually, he looks genuinely good. Uh, he describes himself as cool, calm and collected. And you can see that uh, anticipation, getting the ball at his feet, passing well, heading, even though he's, he's not the tallest well, he described himself as cool, calm and collected, maybe so laid back that he was almost horizontal. Maybe that was the thing, he's just so relaxed. I'd like a, a bit of a bastard as a centre-back as well. And Berardi maybe took that a bit too far <laughs> um, at the end of last season. But I don't know, I feel like Cooper is a bit on the soft side sometimes. He tends to get called a bastard more often than be a bastard, doesn't he? <laughs> Useless bastard is what... Uh, the problem is, not though... Not my opinion, just the opinion of, of many. <laughs> the problem is, though, I was going to say, sorry for talking over you, we seem to be out of the era of the bastard and there aren't that many bastards these days who can play the ball. I mean, like you put Richard Keogh, for example, into Bielsa's side and it wouldn't work. And we'd, and we'd have probably got to the playoff final. But apart from that... Yeah, I mean, no, he, he seems to be... Plays, plays the right way for Bielsa side and all that. So, And it seems we've identified him a while back. He's been linked for ages with us. So, Yeah, there's, apparently Bielsa is very enthusiastic about him, definitely wants him, so that's... That's good. We don't have any option to buy, I don't think, on him, do we? No, he's another who has they've extended his contract and then sent him here, but not in the Jack Harrison sense, as far as I know. There's no deal. Well, Helder Costa looks like he's going to be the next one through the door. It feels like today they were building up towards that one a little bit. That's that's in the pipeline. Big reveal. I can I imagine some sort of video is being filmed. Yeah, we didn't get a reveal video for these two. We just got a photo of them standing looking awkward, didn't we? Which is a little bit of a letdown. Does it feel like they mean business a little bit more today? Like getting them in early, business done early? Because the criticism last time was maybe that, and as we've touched on in this podcast, Bamford didn't have the full pre-season, neither did Douglas today, I don't think. No, no. We, have, we have actually announced these before we've officially sold anybody because that's the sales aren't confirmed, or at least the buying club of Jack Clark, who we'll be talking about in a minute, 
it's not been announced at their end. So we've, we've all, we've managed to get that out in first. We have bought some players. We've, we've increased the size of the squad. Yeah, talking of Jack Clark, should we recycle the same joke and say that we are getting a young winger from Spurs looks promising called Jack Clark? I may have slightly ruined it, but uh, tell me more about him. He sounds very exciting. Did he play in the Champions League final? Well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, just hold on to that because we'll deal with transfers out shortly. Let's deal with Helder Costa and, well, Ryan Kent doesn't look like that's happening. Phil Hay's poured water on cold water on that, hasn't he? And uh, Phil Hay, I'll just say, is uh, currently unemployed and still just looking at lead stories. Got to, got to appreciate the dedication of the man. It's like if Darko Milanic had just kept playing like a, a save on Football Manager. Uh, you know, you get the option to share to social media what you've done. It's like occasionally tweeting that he's won the Champions League with Leeds again. Adrian Tavares, Player of the Year. Ballon d'Or. Anyway, back to Helder Costa. Happy about that. Yeah. Someone with actual track record is nice, rather than these children we keep signing. Stroke. Foreign players we've never heard of, like J. Rod Grot, who disappear sharply out of the door. Yeah, we're getting rid of Clark, and it seems we're using the money to get someone who will contribute across a full season rather than a few times off the bench. Everything about him sounds good, even down to his fragile character. Some of the um, comments from the uh, Wolves' end is that he's had a bit of a drop in confidence because he couldn't get into the the team in the Premier League, and he had a. He's, it doesn't sound like he's ever really clicked with the the current manager um, and his best season was before he arrived but they say that when he's uh when he's confident and playing with abandon and freedom and and joy he's absolutely brilliant and uh work rate is second to none and he's good like that's the thing that's the the thing you have to say about him he is good or he's going to be fine until at Geisley someone calls him a useless fucking show pony <laughs> and his head drops and he wants to go back to the midlands but I think it's uh, it's imagining the Bielsa relationship with this kind of thing and what he can do with a player. I mean, if he if he built Calvin Phillips's confidence up to the extent that he became Perlo, um, what he can do with Helder Costa is is going to be quite exciting. Do we get Helder Costa without Marcelo Bielsa? I think it's just money, probably. Unfortunately, I wish I wish I could say it was um, it was Bielsa. But... Do you not think that's part of it? I think maybe we don't we wouldn't get. Harrison and Clark potentially without Bielsa, but I feel like Costa is probably quite a reasonable earner. There'll be a loan fee involved. I think that's probably more of just a, them taking the money. There might be an in-between as well in that you don't get him if you've got Paul Heckenbottom. True. Although he did used to get players, uh, Chelsea used to like sending him players because apparently he was very good at developing them, but I don't know how much development held a Costa at, what is he, 25, 26 needs. Don't think there's any danger of us getting any Chelsea loanies this year, do you? <laughs> Uh, I fucking hope not. Sorry, still, Frank, Frank Lampard, Chelsea. Still got a few parts of them. That's all we need. Spares, leave them in the garage. Isn't it interesting that we're signing 21-year-olds and the big talk has fizzled out on that other starlet, uh, Francesco Totti. Are you disappointed about that? What about Buffon? Yeah, well, I mentioned Totti because he's 42 and he's twi- twice as old as these 21-year-old twinks. Oh, Brian Dean played until he was about that age, didn't he? Come not on. for Leeds. Not for Leeds, no. <laughs> and John Burridge was a... Still going then? I mean... Could do a job. And he's got something to prove, apparently, because he's had a year off and gone into a technical job at Roma, but they've kind of... Um, apparently that's never really worked out. They didn't ask him any anything technical. And uh, so he's basically... He's left that and he says, this, this is far worse than retiring as a player. Leaving Roma is like dying. I feel like it would be better if I died. Where better to go after that than Leeds? Yeah. Hell. 
Uh, another one we're getting anyway is Rafa Mujica from Barcelona B. It looks like as yet. Not- You're going Mujica? Yeah. Okay. Not Mujica. I mean, I'm sure you will. Whatever. I mean, I think we should wait until we find out what the, the official pronunciation is. It could be either. Mujica? Mr. Mujica? Yep. Okay. Another reference for the kids there. Barcelona B. Again, looks good on YouTube. Composed finisher. Well, we've already, we've spoken before about the um, the Barcelona B to Leeds the production line of, of Becchio, so... I mean, it is just Becky at the moment, the production line, but... <laughs> hey, that's a good production. 100% strike rate. Yeah. I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Good hit rate, that is a good hit rate. You mentioned J.Y. Grot. He's gone on loan to Vitesse Arnhem, hasn't he? Um, another year back in his hometown. He's happy about that. Ready for this new adventure in my hometown. He needed to go home. He was near home. I think I'm even in one of his uh, interviews last year when he was at Venlo, he said he'd been going home a lot, like down the road. So I think someone's just said... Just move back in with your mum. Just you'll be all right. Bless him, uh, Jack Clark. Then let's get on to that. He's off. He's coming back. Weird, isn't it? I think the coming back thing is possibly linked to what you mentioned about there not being much progress on Ryan Kent because we were also looking at Harry Wilson, who was on loan at Derby last year. By the sounds of it, so it feels like it's quite peculiar that Costa was mentioned as the least likely of the wing targets to come, but now because neither of those uh, Liverpool lads seem like they're coming. It seems like we've just gone like, oh, can we just see if we can get Jack Clark back and cover that problem off? And we get 10 million quid by the sounds of it. Mr. Uh, Philemon Hay, still the, the hottest with the info, reckons 10 mil plus add-ons. I think somebody, uh, the Guardian were reporting it as like 12 million max plus a sell-on fee. Plus we get to have him for a year and do what we will with him, break him. I think <laughs> maybe that's it. Last game of the season... Berardi, snap his legs. That would be mean. That would be awful. But also piss Spurs off. So it's yin and yang. Just leave him as a goodbye present, a crate of Red Bull. <laughs> Something like that. Thanks, Jack. Good luck next season. I'm not sure how I feel about him coming back. Unless part of the deal is that we get him for to not pay his wages for this year. If that was part of somehow the, the transfer fee that we get him for free for a year, having also got money for him. But I don't know. I feel like if he's coming back into the dressing room suddenly on 30 grand a week, might piss off a few people. Also, do we give him a medical? I mean, Spurs will have just done one. Do, do we have him, to do another? Then make him fail it. Just say, oh, he's, he's fucked this lad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where he got him from. Did you not do the uh, the heart scans? <laughs> Buy a beware and all that. <laughs> it is got a, a bit, receipt, mate. It is a bit weird because with his uh, departure, I had kind of rationalised it to myself as like, yeah, he's too raw to help a concerted championship attempt. We want to win the league and we need players who are ready to win the league. And um, one of those things where it's not like when Lewis Cook was by far our best player and we were selling him, it's that Jack Clark hasn't really got, he's not going to dislodge. It didn't feel like he was going to take over from Jack Harrison or Helder Costa as a first team mainstay contributing you know, 20 assists and 30 goals. It felt like we'd have another season. Of, Is that your expectation uh, of those two? Uh, each, yes. Yes. Uh, it felt like he'd just do like another season like last year, but more, more involved. And in, um, so getting him back for that. But then it does make you wonder what we're going to do with Ryan Kent if we've already got Harrison and who's the other one? Costa, who we haven't even got yet. See, I've not really learned who these players are. It's first day of a new season. I've got time. He's in. And Villa still sniffing around Calvin, but it doesn't feel like that's going to happen, does it to you? 30 million quid? Although there was the ridiculous rumour in the Scottish Sun this weekend that um, Man United were going to pay Aston Villa 50 million pounds for John McGinn. That's wild. 
<laughs> which is the, I mean, I don't know why they do that when they could get Calvin Phillips for fifty million pounds, who was a better player. It would be it'd, it'd be wrong in the grand scheme of things if they paid fifty million pounds for a worse player for Aston Villa to then pay thirty million pounds for a better player. I can mm. think of nothing more wrong in oh, the grand scheme terrible. of things. Don't be wrong. It would Calvin be terrible. Phillips in a scum shirt. That's possibly the wrongest thing I've ever heard. But what? logically speaking, why would Man United why, not, yeah, yeah. not what, go to buy the better player what for you doing, less money? What are you doing bringing logic into this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you should be as well. The interesting one here is this rumour that's kind of surfaced over the last 24 hours, and it is, as it stands, just tittle-tattle, but does it feel like it's got something behind it? Pontus Janssen maybe being moved on. He's not back training yet by the looks of it. It's got about 30 pages in three hours on Waco. That's what it's currently got behind it, which is why we feel like we can't really ignore the level of heat around that conversation. Impossible to tell, but the people are saying that he's been told not to come into training until pretty much when the rest of the team go to Australia and that it's um, to do with Bielsa doesn't, isn't bothered about keeping him. Rad Rizzani's quite happy to sell him and he's probably a, a sellable asset. Didn't um, Bielsa say he was the best defender in the league last year or something like that? Born liar. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, but he's such a, not a liar, but kind of a esoteric character. I can... We've seen Bielsa rationalise everything and I'm sure there will be a way around of him saying that, yes, he was the the best player in our team last year and I think we will be better without him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll come up with something. don't know how I feel like that. It does at the moment leave us with, uh, uh, if it happens, Liam Cooper, Berardi and uh, Ben White. Ben White and Berardi would be an interesting combination. <laughs> like On first glance at uh, at young Benjamin, I can't think of a a stranger combination to have at the back. Be the uh, Berardi's like the wolf that raised him. <laughs> We've got strike as well. We do. And we, we do still technically have uh, Arpo Halme, although Barnsley are apparently sniffing around him. It could be that we've got a, a player lined up that uh, Bielsa thinks would be better. But, you know, it's all, it's odd. Very odd because it's Pontus Janssen in a way. You'd probably dismiss a rumour like this if it was about another player, if it was like Pat Bamford. And that's why it's hard to judge. I don't think anyone would start a rumour like this about any other player. So it could be complete nonsense that somebody's just launched into, but because Janssen is such a kind of, such an odd character in so many ways, it feels like it's it's like this feels believable that only Janssen would be told not to come to training just because it was for sale. It's kind of only would happen to him. Speaking of starting rumours, should we start a rumour? I'd love to. Mm. What have you got in mind? Well, because you know there's a load of people who are now out of contract and without clubs because we're into July. Got a list for you here. Have a look at that. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's quite a lot of them, actually. Just pick him on you. Yeah, which one do you want to go for? I think... Balotelli, should we have him? <laughs> what's What's funny is how many of these have actually already been linked because Lorente, uh, since the day Bielsa turned up, because he used to play for him, he's always been linked. I'm sure I've seen people talking about uh, Nasri. Somebody on Twitter, some maniac, was absolutely insistent that we should get Andy Carroll. I think he was tweeting at Andrea Rodrizzani with a list of all the players at West Ham who were out of contract, basically. He was like, get them. (laughs) I was going to choose Andy Carroll for my my rumour to start because I think there's they move back up north for him, which I think he he probably needs. We'll get him, people will be like, get him fit and he gives us an option off the bench Mm. because we'd like that last year. If we'd we'd have gone up last year with Andy Carroll on the bench for two games of the season where he was... Not fucked. 
We are in the market for a winger, so Ian Robin feels uh, plausible. <laughs> Johan Kabai and also... Um, oh, I've just noticed actually, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but Riveray as well, so we just take them both. Yeah, yeah, it seems, seems, yeah. seems sensible. I'm sure a couple of former Bayern Munich players will go down splendidly at Elland Road. Norman Hunter can uh, show them round, show them the trophy cabinet where our European Cup is. Yeah, Johan Kabai and um, Danny Alves as well, because they're both PSG, which given we're about to be taken over by their um, their owners, it seems logical. They've got the numbers, probably. Is Danny Alves going to get a game ahead of Luke Ayling, though? Negative. I don't think so. It's not that... Really- He's, uh, he doesn't suit the team, I don't think. When it comes to team building, if Pontus Janssen is off, which I guess in the spirit will now say is confirmed, he's <laughs> uh, being sold to Fulham for £2 million. We've got to be looking at either Mika Richards. From Leeds, isn't he? Um, Mika Richards. Yeah. Owns, uh, owns a lot of property. He used to do a lot for, uh, I think he used to donate money to the dance school. Northern College of Dance. Phil Jagielka, he's never done anything like that, but um, I'm sure... Uh, uh, Neil Warnock will be able to sell the club to him. Get on the phones like, Neil, I've had an offer. Go there in a flash. You'll make more money than you've ever made in your life. Gary Cahill, Thomas from Ireland. So there's a few, there's a few there that we could pick from as Pontus Janssen replacements. I think we need to, de- we need to dedicate ourselves to one rumour and get everyone to just get in on it. Because you want it to be? Because, you know, without, without the volume of people talking about it, it's never going to get going, is it? No, this is true. Welbeck? Welbeck, actually, I can see would fit into a, a Bielsa team because he works very hard, can play in a number of positions across the front line. Is he the one you want to? We want to go for then, and a former scum player, you know, is crossing a divide. But it worked for Strachan and Giles, Strachan, Giles, Welbeck, Pew. Thanks once again to you. If you have subscribed to our other podcast, The Extra Ball, you've done a great thing for us, getting behind us and supporting this podcast. Uh, we're trying to get into a position and you've helped us towards that position of doing loads more podcasting this next year. We're going to be doing post-match podcasting. We're going to be doing more interviews and more general podcasting, loads of which will go to the extra ball as well. And in this week's show, we're going to be tackling the question posed by Alan Clark. Would Revy's Leeds have beaten the modern day Man City? Plus, running the rule over all Sergeant Wilco signings, the best, the worst, and the absolutely crazy ones. The Extra Ball is two ninety nine a month. Your first month is free. You will find that at thesquareball.net forward slash the extra ball. Right, so Moscow, you went for a coffee, Knotsford, Cheshire, Costa Coffee. Costa very much the order of the day these days, isn't it's it, real, eh? These are like three of my least favourite places in the world. Every time you say these things, it just takes me back to a terrible place that I don't want to be in. However, it was, was. made all the better by spotting Paul Butler. So we wondered from you, who have you seen, where have you seen them, who we got? Well, if we're speaking of uh, terrible places, uh, my hometown of uh, Pontefract, well, not quite, Castleford. Brad says, at once served Neil Redfern and Lucy Ward when I worked as a waiter in TGI Fridays in Escape about five years ago when Hockaday was in charge. They were both drinking heart pints of Stella. I think Neil refused to drink from a chalice. Is that a thing that you do at TGI? No, the Stella glasses were changed, weren't they? Uh, and they did the I advert where they, instead of having those, your, your pint that you could smash and twist, you know, it was made into a chalice to try and gentrify it. And I'm delighted as well that Redders doesn't drink from a chalice. I am as well. No nonsense. Does he insist on a goblet? In his locally matter of a, his own glass behind the bar. Dimpled. Yeah, but no fucking about. <laughs> not with it. He's not advertising it anyway, the daft chalice thing. But I told them I recognised them um, and they laughed and encouraged me to tell them who they were. Um, I had a brief chat about Leeds and they tipped me handsomely. I also got Billy Sharp a pot of mayo once too. <laughs> Fat shite. You think that was his entire meal? It's went in. Can we take your order, sir? Mayonnaise. Uh, Kilo, please. 
Andy Bulmer and the syringe. <laughs> Andy Bulmer sent us one by email. Um, that's quite long, but it's well written. So I'm going to just go for the whole thing. Uh, Andy was on holiday at the Jumara Beach Hotel in May 2017. And on the 29th of May, my birthday, I was stood next to it, not relevant, uh, my sunbed, <laughs> getting some shade while my son, Alex, age nine then, was laying on the sunbed, uh, listening to music. Up pops a ginger guy, complete with two kids in his arms, hopping about like a cat on a hot tin roof. And he actually came under the parasol next to me. Sorry, mate, he says. I was trying to make it to the pool, but I haven't got anything on my feet and the ground is burning, says he. No worries, says I. And then I realise who it is. It's that fucking turncoat monk. <laughs> I kick my son off the lounger who proceeds to start giving me a gobful until he realises who it is and suddenly shuts totally up and I could see him getting ready to release at monk. At that, monk makes a da- I do like just calling him monk. <laughs> Hope that's, um, his family should do that too. Monk, why have you left Birmingham? Um, anyway, at that... Monk makes a dash for it and manages to make the exec pool without burning himself, thus proving that he is in fact the devil and can survive walking on hot coals. Later that day, I have to collar him in the pool and he... It is going on a bit, this one, isn't it? No, it's good. I like it. Um, He explains that he hadn't a clue, uh, the fucking liar, what he was going to do. Uh, This is These are Andy's editorial interventions. And that there was no substance at all to the Middlesbrough link. Fucking liar. I'm joining Andy on that that editorial intervention. Funnily enough, there were several other so-called footballers there. Bradley Johnson, Robbie Brady, Lalana and Ferdinand. I don't know if it's uh, Rio or Anson. Or Les. Um, (laughs) It might be that bull from the cartoon. That were all pally with each other, but none of them were pally with the snake. Andrew Bulmer, by the way, if um, if you've not subscribed to the Extra Ball, it's a pay-what-you-want system. And if you're holiday in the same place as footballers, you know, just saying. It's two ninety nine minimum, but if you do enjoy this, you are... you are £299 minimum. And speaking of the Extra Ball, uh, this one comes from Bremner's Laces. Kestrel on Twitter said, literally just saw David Batty walking his dog in York while listening to the Square Ball Extra Ball in which they're discussing the value of board game Batty. If you listen to it, it'll make sense to you. I'm through the looking glass. I think that's real. I mean, it's very likely. What what price? Uh, maybe we should factor it in when we're playing Soccer Supremo. What price Batty's dog? This QSI guitar thing. That's reared its uh, its ugly head, hasn't it? It's ugly tet again, maybe, as they say in France. It's happening, apparently. We're going to become their little brother. Mm. Slightly odd, slightly odd term, but... Um, Bear in mind that was in La Parisienne, which it was, so it was for a Parisian audience. They're not going to want to say, oh, we're going to become Legion United's bitch, are, we? are they, in a few years? That's Because that's what'll happen. Well, it's one of those things. If it, Leeds is a potentially a bigger club than Paris because they're always going to be stuck in the French League, which is always going to be fairly shit. It has been pointed out uh, in the Parisian article that QSI bought Paris Saint-Germain for 79 million euros, so we would it, we would cost more. Rightly so. Flabbergasting. They were only formed in the 70s. They're worth nothing. The nouveau riche. As they say in France. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Um, new rich. And Paris. What's Paris got going for it, really? <laughs> Who's ever been to Paris? I mean, the, the only good thing burnt down, didn't it? So they're <laughs> screwed. It's hard to tell what's new in this because... They were very definite. It's a, it's an article with a very definite tone. Leeds United will become the little brother of Paris Saint-Germain. But then it's also incredibly vague. It then goes on to say it will it will be within weeks or months, which is like a in Simon Grayson injury prediction. We know how, that was, how long those took. And then they also say that they don't know if it might be a, a staged takeover dependent on promotion or if it's going to happen now. And that made, started to rewind into kind of all the things we were hearing from other sources at the start of any of this, which was 
it could take weeks or months. It could be staged. It could be full takeover. It might be dependent on promotion. So then when you come down to that, it's like, is there actually anything new in this? And they've, they left, were, it, they've left it very open for anything were, to happen. Uh, the, the meetings they were referring to were also still the meetings that they were talking about at the start of June. So it was like a new report on those meetings just with a much more definite tone. So how rich are we? Just tell me that. Well, under FFP, we'll only be able to pull up. No, no, no. Who are we buying? Or is it the bank account? I mean, as long as the money's in the bank, it don't matter. We we just can't spend it. But having it there will be, we can brag about that. It'll cover the uh, Welbeck transfer, at least. Speaking of Paris burning down, you know, if we do link up with them, maybe we could have like a joint celebration, like a big party there in 2025, you know, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of our last party in Paris <laughs> in 1975. That'd be nice. That was nice. Yes, restage the match on uh, the Parc de Prince. See how it goes this time. We might still have uh, Ribery and Robin on the wings for us. I mean, if it's going to be a friendly match, we could maybe loan them to to Bayern for the for the day. As a condition, we could say that uh, uh, Franz Beckenbauer has to play in handcuffs if he has to. Is he in jail? I don't think so. <laughs> Are you thinking of Platini? How some, for some reason, I think Franz Beckenbauer I mean, was in jail as well. I think what Moscow's saying is they've all got blood on their hands. Is that what the words that you know? No, no. Uh, Beckenbauer, not in jail, but formal proceedings against him are open. So whether they conclude by 2025 and whether What's he is... Done? It's uh, the Ethics Committee um, about the awarding of the 2006 World Cup. So he could be clanking around the pitching chains in that game, or he could be found... Um, as innocent as he was in the 1975 European Cup final. Come at me, Franz. And from Germany to Belgium, Thomas Christensen has a new job. Good. And the only reason we're really mentioning this is because you've got a bit of a soft spot for him, Moscow. And I want you to say the name of his new club, if you could. <clears throat> uh, Belgian second division side, Union SG. Ah, up yours, you see. They've, that's what they're, uh, it's abbreviated to. Aha. Oh, you'll never catch me saying Royal Union Saint-Germain when I can just go saying Union SG, unofficially simply called Union. Uh, it's a Belgian football club originally located in the municipality of Saint-Gilles, or Saint-Gilles, uh, in Brussels. Although since the 1920s, it's been based at the Stade Joseph Marianne in the ma- uh, neighbouring municipality of Forest. There you go. They won their last game 11-0. I mean, they were all right last season. They were quite high in uh, Belgian Second division, it's one of those leagues that... You're about to segue into Jordan Pataker here, aren't you? <laughs> uh, he's never far from my thoughts. It's one of those leagues where um, it splits halfway, so you have a, an opening and a closing, and then they have a promotion playoff and a relegation playoff. But all that's irrelevant because look at their fucking kits. Oh, wow. Describe those. Um, the home colours is basically our current away kit, and the away colours is what our home kit would be if we were... Crystal Palace in the 1970s. It's got a sash. Yeah, it's all white with a, you remember the uh, Thistle Hotel's hoop where it's blue, yellow, blue. It's that, but in a sash and then there's yellow trim and it's very beautiful. You can have it, it's on uh, Wikipedia. I can't find a photograph of it. Um, I think it might be brand new. Maybe still time for us to steal it. Follow up on something that we got a couple of podcasts ago from uh, the anonymous tip line 078 triple five four five nine if you want to let us know about anything that's happened in your life that's secret maybe it concerns Leeds United but as you know we're all we're happy to start rumours yes if you want to phone up and tell us that uh, Danny Welbeck has been seen at Elland Road pen in hand contracting the other hand yeah that's the number and this one was from uh, the guy who was Lucas the cop cat we said what does Lucas do when he's not Lucas I mean I thought Lucas you're born Lucas you die Lucas <laughs> 
don't suddenly stop being a giant it's a cat. It's calling, isn't it? Yeah, you don't suddenly stop being a giant cat. That's always with you, is that? There's a Rob Price level of uh, surgery involved in getting you out of that. But we did ask the question, what does Lucas do when he isn't Lucas? Well, we got an answer. He's an electrician. And why did he stop being a giant cat? He says he was sacked. It was my own fault, though. I got very drunk on a Friday night and didn't make it in time for a game, which probably would be enough to get you sacked from being a... Children's entertainer. (laughs) Reminds me of that scene in Blades of Glory, you know, Will Ferrell when he's pissed inside the giant head. Have you seen it? Years ago. And he throws up. Imagine Lucas doing that, vomiting on the Ellen Road pitch. And as if that wasn't exciting enough on the anonymous tip line, this is even bigger. This is the entire universe. Are we back to Thomas Christensen in Belgium? Bigger. Because I feel like we gave him short shrift. The guy's just been hanging out playing golf with Pep and now he's been back in gainful employment. Good luck, Thomas. This is the Godrod. The Godrod has returned. Longer, medium-term listeners of the podcast will have followed this one from its inception in January when we played Stoke. The heavily religious manager, Nathan Jones, summoned the power of the Lord. We put it to the test here on the podcast. Summoned the power of the Lord to vanquish Marcelo Bielsa. Then the Godrod was passed through successive teams who, well, failed to lose anyway. If you won or draw, you inherited the Godrod. It finished the season in the hands of Nottingham Forest. But we've had developments since then and we wondered, well, where would it go next? Well, we now know. Well, still with Forrest. I mean, he wasn't going to leave Nottingham in this game. Effectively, Alfredson Town is suburb of Nottingham, isn't it? Somewhere yeah. near there. Alfredson's just to the north of Derby. Anyway. But yeah, it's the, um, there is a controversial change in it potentially, though, because they've, in the meantime, Forrest have sacked Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Roy Keane left of his own accord. He, he, oh, did he? Yeah. Tom Roy Keane. up the bollocks. <laughs> effectively, yes. <laughs> but uh, Sabri Lamushi, who was a very good championship manager player on, on one occasion, he's now in charge and he's in a Tunisian descent. So there's a chance that the Godrod has changed God, which is a controversial development, I think. But we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes through the season. But anyway, it could be uh, heading to Scotland. Um, on on Tuesday because that's uh, that's who Forest play next. I thought Hadrian's Wall was built to stop this kind of thing. I think we've the boundaries between countries have been discussed on this podcast at length, and even that is probably too historic for us to get into. Do we want to rebuild Hadrian's Wall? Is that what, what you're getting at, Moscow? Uh, well, do we want the Godrod to go to Dundee? Is the other question. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see what happens. They've got, what is it, Peterborough after that, do you say? Yeah, Nottingham Forest, uh, if they retain it against Dundee, they then have to keep it out of uh, Peterborough's clutches. Uh, whereas if Dundee take it, they're up against Scunthorpe. Why are these teams already playing pre-season friendlies, by the way? What else going on? The season started today. Nottingham Forest have already played a pre-season friendly. It's, it's God's will. Isn't it some kind of rule we can have them under? £200,000 fine for starting too soon. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Heroes and villains. Now then, this is where we acknowledge the people who have made our lives marginally worse and marginally better. As Leeds United fans, we do villains first. The Ken Bates Villainy Award and its custom on this. He can't win it, by the way, just to reiterate what the rules are. But Ken Bates does have to be nominated for something every single time. This time, what? It's the 10th anniversary of his um, libel defeat. 10 years, that seems like... um Seems like only yesterday, but he, the cost for that were one and a half million quid, which were obviously put straight onto the club. Um, and that followed him telling the, the fans it was time to pay for the club and banging season ticket prices up, which will have not even covered his um, his loose lips. Do you remember the quote from Sean Harvey in court? He said that the, his uh, programme notes and the legal problems associated with them were costing the club a fortune. Thanks, Ken. Almost as bad as Ken Bates. Uh, Jack Clark? you leave Leeds, you do not come back. Ever. Mm-hmm. Alan Smith found that out, given the same treatment. Are you leading the campaign there, Moscow? Uh, yes, absolutely. Front and centre with my fingers in the air pointed at him. Other people who, who left Leeds, admittedly not of his own accord, but Matt Smith, have you seen where he's gone today? Yep. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be upset, Moscow. What do you make of this? Why has he signed for us if he's up for transfer? I've been saying banging on for two years that we should bring Matt Smith back. We're getting Andy Carroll instead. Are the citizens of Millwall really going to accept somebody who's got a French mother? They're not ready for it. She's not ready for it. I don't know if Matt's ready for it. Has he been to Bermondsey? I've been all right hanging around Shepherd's Bush, but not all London's the same, mate. He's in for a, a culture shock down there. Nice, well-spoken Frenchman like Mathieu. Of course, though, he's replacing Leeds legend uh, Stephen Morris, isn't he? He's gone on um, loan to Shrewsbury Town for the season. I don't know, is Tom Elliott still there? We're going to have the uh, Matt Smith, Tom Elliott strike force coming to Elland Road next year. Oh, we've still got a play him, haven't we? Mm. That's annoying. Yeah, that's when that's when that playoff defeat really starts to bite is when you see, oh, fucking hell, Neil Harris coming back. What other villains have we got then? Nominees? Instagram. 
Yes, they, they deleted one of our posts because we put something indecent on there. Which is, I mean, a matter of interpretation and opinion. I would argue it probably was a correct decision. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the villainy was was not entirely justified on them. What was it? A picture of Kevin Blackwell's nipple. Actual nipple or illustration of Kevin Blackwell's nipple? It was an illustration. We should emphasise that it wasn't just his nipple. It was a depiction of him shirtless with his tongue out, uh, tweaking both his nipples at excitement of getting to the... Uh, the 2006, and he said, World Cup final, playoff final. Copies of the Summer Special are still available if you want to see what Instagram can't handle. <laughs> I don't think they should have banned it. If it's a, if it's in a, a work of art, you wouldn't ban the Venus de Milo off of Instagram. That's all right. So why not this? I think an Nipples algorithm. I think an algorithm has probably picked it up because he's depicted with quite a large man boob. And I think um, image recognition has not yet got to the point where it can recognise it's on Kevin Blackwell's body. Very distinct areola. Mm. I'm going to uh, get Kevin Blackwell involved in in his campaign and we're going to, if we have to recreate that as a photograph, but the free the nipple with Kevin Blackwell. Feminist icon, Kevin Blackwell. Exactly. Him and uh, perhaps the hairless Neil Warnock will have (laughs) something to say about uh, the constant debate about pubic hair. That, uh, that also uh, takes place when it comes to censorship on internet platforms. I don't know why, but it feels like you've just quietly leapt over the line there for some reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> Did you see the Photoshop picture of um, Jack Clark signing for Spurs, by the way, where you could you could see a very manly, hairy chest protruding from his, um, from his shirt because they'd obviously used like some ageing Mediterranean body. It was like on Lorente's body or something that just stuck his head. It really didn't fit. I do like it when people just aren't trying. <laughs> like the Twitter's become so lazy, but it's, I, fuck it, that'll do. Close enough, eh? Who else we got? Andrea Rodrizzani. <sighs> Sharp intake of breath on the mm. first day of the new season. The Not- man who's leading us back to the Premier League, surely, Moscow White. Well, Yarbars are already there by the sound of it. Um, available at any Sainsbury's nationwide, as he tweeted. Yeah, everybody, I mean, I suppose it's fine. He can tweet what he wants, but really... An advert for Yarbars was not what anybody's been looking to his Twitter account for. Uh, Yarbars, if you're not familiar, um, they are trying to disrupt the dairy category with chilled quark bars. And they'd won Best New Brand at the World Dairy Innovation Awards. And it seems to be the company's run uh, was founded by um, someone I assume is Andre's mate, uh, Andre Garbuz, who previously founded a medical solutions company that operates in Malaysia and Singapore and Myanmar and Vietnam. I'm already zoning, uh, I'm zoning out here. Can you make this better? Um, well, we could make it better if you'd never fucking tweeted it in the first place. I mean, you, but you're complaining about this, but you've obviously never, never tried the delicious creamy bars that are perfect for on-the-go snacking. Not just cream, a Nordic quark bar. Why is it an issue? Mm. Somebody tell me quickly. Oh, it's just annoying. <laughs> It was a very obvious plug, but you know, I, I, the thing is, every delicious nibble, um, it has it promises the thick and creamy taste of yogurt with a consistency and, and this, texture. And of this, did you say a nibble or nipple? Are we still back to Kevin Blackwell? Hang on, and this and this man's a villain. So if I was, if anyone He's wants nominated. to send us, if y'all want to send us some bars, we'll take them because the category is contributing to the misery of Leeds United supporters, and you only had to look at the replies of people saying, "Why aren't you announcing a signing?" Um, I think it was his first tweet in about three months or something daft, or at least, no, it wouldn't have been. It would be the first tweet since the playoff final. The address Every, is on the website. The, Send us some yard bars. Hang on a second. He could address the takeover rumours. He could do whatever he wanted, and instead it was yard bars. So 
No. I mean, if people no. are getting themselves het up about what he tweets, and that's fine, but I think it's it's out of respect for their feelings. Moscow. Yes. You're trashing a man who is trying to enable Yar's vision to bring the delicious goodness of dairy to handheld snacking with every delicious nibble of our Nordic quark bars promising the thick and creamy taste of yogurt with the consistency and texture of cheesecake. There's, there'd be a lot of calories in that, though. Brilliant. Right. I'm. Well, no, I'm, no, you meant to come in and say no. Only 140 calories, making them the perfect on-the-go dairy snack. Well, you know it's a sub 150. Everybody knows that. Don't Look, you? Of course you do. If you told me that we were in on this... Get him at Lane's. Get him at Lane's. I obviously wouldn't have nominated him. You've got to tell me who our sponsors are <laughs> and what the script is. I'd take it all back. Well, that- um, obviously, I now want to nominate Andrea Rotrizzani as a hero <laughs> for bringing Yarbars to my attention because, <laughs> frankly, they sound delicious. Now I've looked into it further, I think you should tweet about nothing else. This Mate, is great. They're the not-so-guilty pleasures any time of day, so... Well, that's great because most of my pleasures make me feel terribly <laughs> guilty. <laughs> so this is what I've been waiting for. My long-winded joke was, a really roundabout way of getting towards throwing to uh, Mel Morris, the Derby chairman, who's still blathering on about us as well. He just can't let Spygate go, can he? You know, their points per game did drop after that, and was it was it related? I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it could have been. He just needs to shut up. Yeah, and he's suggesting that Adria Radazzani's still smarting on this. Like, come on. We should also perhaps nominate Jim White as part of this because it was on his... Uh, talk sport programme and did he ask him about selling his stadium to himself and circumventing FFP there was a general FFP conversation in which Mel Morrison was able to say oh yeah it's terrible it, it needs reforming uh, and Jim never got to the point of like oh well it does need reform really because you fucking cheated it didn't you that didn't happen instead it was like oh tell us about crazy Bielsa and the whole spying thing and beating them in the playoffs because <laughs> I'll be and then next uh, time Jim White interviews Andrea Ratrizzoni all the time and it'll just be wall-to-wall Yarbars and that'll be much better I look forward to hearing that interview the Yarbar expose yeah and Villa they've been bloody well selling their stadium to circumvent FFP by the looks of it haven't they they should really have thought of this sort of thing when they put the rules in place so Sean Harvey's fault well was mm. it not the case actually that they changed the rules when they brought in the new and they they dropped the stipulation of stadium money being included or whatever, didn't they? And so everyone's gone, hang on a second. We can do it. It is crazy. I've been thinking about this and I do now have some sympathy for Derby and Aston Villa in this because they've clearly got the money to, to invest in their club so that they don't make a loss. The only way they can invest in their football club is by cheating. Like the only way they can put money into their own football club is to do this daft thing so it, it really just yeah are we nominating Sean Harvey because <laughs> really that's all, all it's about if there was another way of putting the 60 million that they paid for the ground in the club they'd do it and it would be fine the Yarbar promo that's how you get the big money oh do you think we're going to announce the it? Yarbar stadium <laughs> <laughs> We're That's sold. what I'm after, yeah. So Redrizani sells the ground back to the club for a pound yep. and suddenly Yarba... Sells, sells the naming rights <laughs> for £300 million and then it's fuck off QSI because we've uh, we've got the Yarba money. Which is a delicious, creamy um, Nordic bar. Perfect for on-the-go snacking as we've already established. Mm-hmm. West Sydney Wanderers. Also nominated. I want to get them into uh, get this rivalry going. We've already established that the the game against Scum should be just cancelled. I don't think we can play against West Sydney Wanderers. This whole Australian tour seems like a bad idea. They put a get to know Leeds article on their website. Starts all right. Glory days of the club were undoubtedly between the nineteen sixties and mid seventies. They're Australian under the management of club legend Don Reeve. That's fine. Leeds implemented. No, oh, this is going to be terrible. Carry on. <laughs> 
a strong youth program through Review. Review. Uh, who developed a team and go down as one of the greatest teams in English football, mate. The likes of club record holder John Charlton, well as Billy Bremer, Paul Renee, Norman <laughs> Paul Madley, that actually spelled Madley right, and Peter Lormier <laughs> were all part of Reeve's dynasty. Uh, the 1968 League Cup was the first with Terence Cooper scoring the only goal in a 1-0 triumph. How many, it's... Two, three paragraphs, we get Don Review, John Charlton, which, okay, yes, John is a, the full name of Jack, but nobody, I've never heard him called that. Billy Bremer, Paul Reaney with an A at the end, Peter Lormier. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he sounds exotic, doesn't he? And Cooper's full name might be Terence, but I mean, probably his mother never called him Terence. She might have done when she was angry. Terence? Because that's what I how, got. When I was in trouble, Daniel. How dare three, you win the three syllable, final? Three syllables. So uh, we're nominating West Sydney Wanderers and cancelling that match under tour. Wow. My, my accent was fine. Uh, one more, actually, and this, this goes back into the um, the chairman who are still blathering on about Leeds. The bloke at Sheffield United, what's his face? McCabe, is that it? Saying that blah, blah, Sheffield, bigger football city than Leeds, and we've got the fortune of being Yorkshire's only Premier Club. Yeah, just enjoy it. When you've got the spoils of victory, stop talking. As well, Huddersfield had all this smugness a couple of years ago. Yeah, they should change that word fortune for sheer luck that will run out very soon. Right, is that all our runners and riders for this one then? Should we pick a winner? It's a big field. It has been a busy week, yes. It has been a busy week. I think the West Sydney Wanderers stuff is is kind of unforgivable. It doesn't take a lot of internet time to just look up the names of some footballers. No, and to to type them from basically to have Wikipedia open in one window (laughs) and then type what you can see into a box on another window should be fine. So, and I guess because we're playing them in a couple of weeks, should we get this rivalry cooking? Get some beef going. And yeah, speaking of cooking, no reference whatsoever on their website to Yarbars. Okay, they're definitely winning it. Congratulations, yeah. The West Sydney Wobblers, (laughs) whatever. Whatever they're called. Good one. Good one. Thanks. They're going to be fucking smarting over that. Tell you what I'm going to do next. They're going to be furious. Instead of saying West, I'm going to start saying East. That will blow their minds. Steady now. You're a joker. Uh, let's do the Andy Hughes Hero Awards. This is somebody who has made us a little bit better, a little bit happier, brought sunshine to our life. Who have we got this time? Jay Sainsbury's for stocking um, Yarbars. Available nationwide now in their stores. I don't know if anyone's interested, but... It's where I tend to pop for a, a lunchtime treat. You don't shop in Sainsbury's. I do now to sell yard bars. I buy a yard bar and I leave. Nothing else. I think uh, also Andre Garbos is a is a hero to me. Not just this week, but every week in the future. The uh, uh, the founder of yard bars. Mm. It's his it's his mission in life to disrupt the dairy category with chilled quark. <laughs> Quark, quark, whatever it is, it's damn tasty, however you say it. So yeah, Andre, thank you. I'm glad you left your uh, your nanolipid technology platforms that you were messing about with before in your old company. Um, although a good company, I imagine. <laughs> um, I'm wonder- certain what quark is. It's like a cheese, isn't it? It's tasty. <laughs> I know that much. Hey, why question it when it tastes so good? That seems like a safe approach to food. <laughs> uh, Jack Clark. Hero to me. Exciting young prospect. I'll be delighted to see what he can do for Leeds United this season. One of our many loan signings. That'll be good. Big fan of uh, his career so far. I've loved <laughs> everything he's done for the Hotspurs and uh, looking forward to him um, moving moving here. Maybe if he uh, consumed more healthy quark bars <laughs> and less energy drinks, he'd be in 
Fits a fiddle got this an coming season. Got an answer for you. Uh, a quark is a type of elementary particle and a fundamental constituent of matter. Uh, quarks combine to form composite particles called hadrons, the most stable of which are protons and neutrons, the components of atomic nuclei. And this is the other kind of quark, though, the cheese. It seems more likely. <laughs> yeah, there's two. It's a quark or quark. That, that, um, thanks for is- <laughs> ruining my... Science joke. It's a type of fresh dairy product. It's made by... So here is what Andre Garbutz has done. The genius. Uh, it's made by warming soured milk until the desired amount of curdling is met, then straining it. It can be classified as a fresh acid set cheese. can be made without rennet, but in modern dairies... Well, they thought they were modern. Uh, small quantities of rennet are typically added. I mean, who even knows? Uh, <laughs> what, what will Garbus think of next? <laughs> uh, it's traditional in the cuisines of German-speaking Slavic and Scandinavian countries, but it is brand new in uh, Malaysia, Singapore, Brunei, Taiwan, and Sainsbury's. So there you go. We now know uh, much more about quark, and yet still... <laughs> Not enough. I, I feel like I feel like there's so much more we could learn. Let's hope we find out there's another sign-in tomorrow anyway, so we've got something to talk about next week. Who else? Uh, Jack Harrison. Because <laughs> I didn't want to, like, we've nominated one of our on-loan wingers. I wanted to nominate the other one, just welcome him to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he'll be uh, as exciting to watch as this mysterious Jack Clark. Our on-loan defender as well. Jack Quark, if you like. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Is that uh, also to add to FFP? We've sold naming rights <laughs> to Jack Clark. Like, Derby, you thought you were being clever. Aston Villa, check this out. Jack Clark. <laughs> you pleased yourself there, haven't you? I really have. <laughs> Back to Jack, the other Jack, Jack Harrison, sorry. Yeah, he was getting a nomination. Anybody else? Carlisle United Football Club for letting us uh, take their winger away. Um, and being very nice about it, their director of football, I think David Holdsworth, said, uh, I have to say that I've built up a good working relationship with Leeds throughout this process, and it could prove to be a good fit for us going forward should we want to consider any of their players for loan spell with us. So, uh, yep, Union O'Kane. Uh, oh, shit, Union O'Kane. Wazim Boy. Uh, Vernon Anita, interested in him. Carlisle United, there you go. So that could be very useful for us as well. It feels like about eight years since Union O'Kane played for us. Yeah, it was so recent. Is he, is he still broken? Do we care? I mean, from a humanist standpoint, absolutely. Only one winner anyway, really. I mean, it's which one we want to pick. Do we give it to uh, the concept or do we give it to the man? I mean, Garbos is the, he's the, he's the brains behind this, isn't he? For bringing uh, Yarbas into our life. We should probably also give a, a nod to Andrea Ratrizzani. I, I said he should be on the hero side for bringing it to our attention. If he hadn't tweeted about that, we wouldn't know anything about it. And we wouldn't have... Uh, We'd never have heard of Jack, Jack Quark. And Twitter as a platform needs to be acknowledged. If we're going to trash Instagram, congratulations to Twitter for giving us the platform to open the door to that Garbus fella, Andrea Radrazani, Yarbars, and Jack Quark. They did also leave uh, Kevin Blackwell's nipples up as well. I mean, you can relate that to sour cheese if you want. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Can you milk Kevin Blackwell? I mean, we could be about to disrupt the dairy category in ways that Andre Garbus has never even dreamed of. As uh, we'll have to lift this, say hello to the new dairy sensation. We have, we've milked one former Scarborough goalkeeper. (laughs) 
and bringing his delicious goodness to handheld snacking. <laughs> well done, Garbus. <clears throat> and after all that merriment, we better go on our merry way. Quick reminder, we've got our summer special on general sale now. The last remaining copies of that limited number of them can be found on the website. Same place if you fancy signing up for a subscription for this season. It is all at thesquareball.net. Most of all, if you want to get behind us, fancy checking out the Extra Ball. Big plans for the podcast and the Extra Ball this coming season. That as well at the website, two ninety nine a month, and we really appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed our lactose-heavy chat. <laughs> I was just going to say, also available if you are feeling... Uh hungry before lunchtime and been morning yarbar i find it leaves me totally fulfilled until lunch you might say it's heavy chat but yeah it's um you're not going to be heavy eating the mayo at just 140 calories absolutely not thanks for listening we'll speak to you next time the square ball podcast planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 